November 9th, Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 28. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that great perfect sanctuary in heaven, not made by human hands, and not part of this created world. Once for all time, He took blood into that most holy place, but not the blood of goats and calves. He took His own blood, and with it He secured our salvation forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ritual defilement. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our hearts from deeds that lead to death, so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the Eternal Spirit, Christ offered Himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why He is the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, so that all who are invited can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. Now when someone dies and leaves a will, no one gets anything until it's proved that the person who wrote the will is dead. The will goes into effect only after the death of the person who wrote it. While the person is still alive, no one can use the will to get any of the things promised to them. That is why blood was required under the first covenant as a proof of death. For after Moses had given the people all of God's laws, he took the blood of calves and goats, along with water, and sprinkled both the book of God's laws and all the people, using branches of hyssop bushes and scarlet wool. Then he said, This blood confirms the covenant God has made with you, and in the same way he sprinkled blood on the sacred tent and on everything used for worship. In fact, we can say that according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified by sprinkling with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That is why the earthly tent and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ has entered into heaven itself to appear now before God as our Advocate. He did not go into the earthly place of worship, for that was merely a copy of the real temple in heaven. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the earthly high priest who enters the most holy place year after year to offer the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, he would have had to die again and again, ever since the world began. But no, he came once for all time at the end of the age, to remove the power of sin forever by His sacrificial death for us. And just as it is destined that each person dies only once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ died only once as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, but not to deal with our sins again. This time, He will bring salvation to all those who are eagerly waiting for Him. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Zach, fourth phase. Um, this past week was a very pivotal point in our country and in the world. Uh, 
with a new president being seated into the White House. So this week, I want to focus on leadership and how God is the one true leader and the one who allows all leaders into their position. So first, there's a quote I want to use by Abraham Cooper, a Dutch theologian and politician. Uh, He said, There is not a square inch in the whole domain of the human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, Mine. Now to back this up with scripture, Romans 13.1 states, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. But simply because something occurs under God's providence does not mean that he approves of it or desires that it happens. For example, scripture tells us that we are all sinners, but we know that God neither approves of our sin, nor does he desire for us to continue to sin. God provides grace for sinners, and the greater the sin, the greater God's grace. But Paul makes it clear in Romans chapter 6 that this does not mean that we continue to sin in some kind of misguided effort for grace to abound. Likewise, God reigns over human affairs, and in His providence, leaders rise and fall. But we absolutely should not assume that all human affairs meet God's approval. The chief example of this tension is Jesus' crucifixion. Pilate, in a rare democratic move, places Jesus before the people. The authority is his. The choice is theirs. And the people chose and cried out, Crucify him. Christ, the creator, was crucified on the very tree he created and was put to death under the authority which he granted to Pilate. At no point was Jesus in limbo, but at no point did God call that event good. Was the crucifixion an evil deed? Yes. Was it ordained by God before the foundation of the world? Yes. Was it committed by evil men who stood guilty with blood on their hands? Yes. Did God redeem that evil act so that the very blood on their hands had the power to save them? Yes. Fast forward to now. Is God sovereign? Yes. Do we have choices in the course of human events? Yes. Are we held responsible for the choices we make? Yes. Does God's sovereignty give us the right to make poor decisions? No. Understanding how God's providence and His approval relate does cause tension. And in that tension, faith thrives. Everything that we do in our lives, every vote that is cast, every leader that is placed into their role, all of it happened under the providence of God. However, God's sovereignty does not give us the right to make sinful choices. So now, as for this week, we will be hearing from some of our leadership here at the Refuge and how Christ has been speaking to them and what being a leader means to them. I love you all.
and just want you to remember, regardless of what name is president, Jesus Christ is king.